Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Baseball Never Sleeps podcast. This is Nick Lancioni alongside my partner, Simon Farber. We have a very special guest today, the Arizona Diamondbacks right fielder, Cole Calhoun. Once again, Cole, thanks for hopping on with us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Obviously, this has been a pretty crazy time in our world with baseball being suspended until further notice. How have you adapted to all these changes, and what has your daily routine looked like without reporting to spring training facilities? Yeah, it's been kind of crazy. I'm, I'm, uh, I guess I just kind of fell right back into to my off season routine. I mean, wasn't far removed from it, honestly. So just kind of a little different focus, trying to really maintain everything that I built in the in the off season, and now. I mean, with this layoff, and we don't even know how long it's really going to be, kind of expecting sometime in June, really. Uh, but, I mean, really, who knows, you know? So just trying to maintain and, and take it a day at a time. But I've got uh, – we, we just finished building a house uh, last year, and we put a gym in here. So we, we I've got somewhere that I'm able to, you know, actually keep, uh, keep doing my work, which, uh, you know, it's pretty lucky that we actually got this done at, at this time when this happened, honestly. So today would have been opening day. Sadly, there's no games, but do you have a favorite opening day memory that you want to reminisce on while everybody's kind of just sitting around with nothing to watch? Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, my, my favorite uh, would probably be my first one. Uh, first opening day was, was 2014. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I never got a chance uh, the two years prior that I, that I had call-ups, I never got a chance to be part of an opening day. And so, uh, 14 being my first one and name announced and run out on the line. And, you know, I mean, everybody's O and O with big hopes and big dreams for the year. I mean, it's just, it's such a, such an awesome time. It's almost, I mean, it's, it's almost a, an American holiday, really, you know, yeah. you're getting to play baseball on that day. And, and uh, you know, it's, it is sad. It's sad that, that we're not getting to do this, you know, right now. I mean, first of all, just kind of, hoping for the, the health and, and everybody, you know, kind of get over and beat this, this sickness. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough. So, uh, but just reminiscing and, and thinking about those, those, all those opening days that, that I've been a part of and definitely the first one sticks out as, as a big memory for me. You made the transition to the Arizona Diamondbacks this past off season. If you could just describe what your time with the angels was like, if you could just describe that previous chapter and what you'll take away from that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was awesome. It was the only organization I, I've ever known really. And, uh, so, you know, being in, in an organization like that, uh, you know, I really couldn't have asked for a better situation. Uh, they gave me an opportunity, uh, that, that no one else did. You know, I had, I had five opportunities to, to get drafted and finally on the fifth one, I got picked by the angels. So they gave me a chance and, uh, really let me grow, let me go out and play and, and, kind of pushed me to get better and better and, um, you know, kind of right spot, right time, got a chance to get to the big leagues and, and, uh, you know, and just tried to really run with it. And so they, they really, uh, gave me a platform and, and I really, really appreciated that. It was a great organization to be a part of and great people and, and great friendships that I, that I made over the years there. And, you know, just, uh, no hard feelings, you know, it was a, a heck of a run, uh, you know, and, and came to an end, but, uh, it was definitely an awesome place to, to start my career. And then it, just being the longtime right fielder for the Angels, you had the opportunity to play next to arguably the best player in the MLB in Mike Trout. 
What was that relationship like? Uh, I was good. Really was. Uh, he's an awesome guy. I mean, I did the did the Mike Trout interview many, many times, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was cool. It was cool. He was uh, one of my, one of my really good friends and his wife and my wife are, are real close. And uh, so, I mean, you just kind of, you build that over the years, you know? And so, um, you know, super happy for him. It was awesome to see him uh, go through his career and, and watch him grow and become this, this superstar that, that we all know and love. And, you know, just, uh, just an awesome guy, man. He always, he always kept it fun. He always kept it loose. And, and, you know, there was no doubt every night he was going to go out there and, and put his best foot forward and really amaze us in, in a multiple multitude of ways. So, um, you know, that was, that was a lot of fun. I got to, I got to learn from him, you know, watch him grow. I got to learn from AP, um, and, and watch him and, and know what it's like to be a professional and, uh, so just a lot of guys that came through that organization and who I, I came up playing with. And, um, you know, it's just a really, really, really good time. Looking back on my times, I played with some guys that, you know, had really, really special careers, not just, not just Trout, not just Pujols, but I mean, got to play with Torrey Hunter, Vernon Wells, uh, got, you know, list goes on and on Weaver. I mean, so many guys who were so accomplished, you know, and, getting to learn from them, you know, you take little pieces from everybody and, and try to try to play the game right and try to handle yourself like a professional. So the Angels chapter's closed. You were a free agent there for the first time this offseason. Is it kind of odd being out on the market with no home or, or no official team? And, and how often do you communicate with your agent to try to figure out what's going on behind the scenes? Yeah, it was uh, it was different for sure. I mean, I had always each off season, I, I I watched and and followed how the markets were going, where free agents were going, and I uh, watched how it, last few years it's got pretty scary, uh, you know. And some guys, you get into spring training and still unsigned, you know, that's that's scary stuff. Not having a not having a job, and um, so when it was my opportunity, uh, you know, I I uh, I don't know. It was it was cool. It, it was. First time that you're hearing from all these other teams and everybody's calling and and expressing their interest or, or not the non-interest really and and uh, just calling and checking in. So my uh, me and my agent we talked a lot, talked a lot this off season and uh, it got to probably every couple of days. You know we check in and when some talks started getting serious, we we were talking uh, you know negotiation strategies and and where we want to go, where we want to play, what's important, you know? And so came up with a, a game plan and, and where we wanted to, to kind of end up and um, uh, for, for the team and monetarily. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the deal with the Diamondbacks really couldn't have worked out any better. I mean, born and raised here, get to play for the team that I, I grew up loving, you know? And so that in itself is, is really, really cool. And, um, pretty cool that I was on the market and they had a need in right field and it all just kind of, kind of came together, you know? And so, um, it was overall the, uh, the free agent experience was, it was kind of cool. Like I said, it was almost, it felt like kind of going back through the draft process and, um, talking to all these teams and kind of hearing where they're at, and, um, the different things, what they like about you kind of stuff. So it makes you feel good as a player. It really does. And so, um, but, I'm I'm really happy with where we ended up and you know I'm really really excited for this next chapter. 
You said it yourself, you grew up in Arizona, and you also grew up as a Diamondbacks fan. What's that feeling going to be like when you take Chase Field for the first time in a Diamondbacks uniform? You know, I've, I've thought about that a lot. I really have. Uh, and even though I've we've went through some spring training games and I've got to wear the jersey and part of the organization, actually learning uh, a lot of meeting a lot of new people and putting names to faces <laughs> i was getting good there for a little bit and then they put us on hold so maybe walking in here will feel like <laughs> like i'm walking into my second spring training so um you know i think that when we get to what will be the the beginning of the season and real opening day um you know that's going to be really cool actually having that jersey and playing in front of my family and friends and you know, I, I just, I, it's going to be surreal it really is. Cause I grew up going to that, to that ballpark and watching the Diamondbacks and loving all the players that built this organization. And, and now I get to be a part of that, you know? And so to, uh, to get in that first game and get that first hit and, you know, and, and help the team I love win, you know, it's going to be pretty special. So you're transitioning out to the NL West where there's some really good talented veteran starting pitchers do you have a least favorite pitcher in your career to take an at-bat against where it's just just a total grind uh carlos carrasco i, I kind of i'll, I'll oh. treat that question like my like nastiest pitcher in the league which is what i get kind of asked all the time uh i i think uh carrasco one of the guys i mean i i've probably got i don't know eight at bats off him or so and it's like every time I ace this guy, it's like another, <laughs> another nasty at bat, nasty pitch. Uh, you know this the the repertoire he's got is pretty unbelievable. But when it comes to comes to the NL West, I mean, there's a lot of great pitchers in the NL West, and I mean, I think probably the one that that comes to mind tough left on left is going to be Kershaw, um, one a, a just accomplished pitcher in his own right, and. Uh, really, really tough, man. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a battle. Uh, you know, uh, we know that, that the Dodgers, uh, the talent on that team is unbelievable. And, but, uh, I, I think we got a pretty good, uh, I think we got a pretty good roster over here in Arizona and really, really excited to, you know, finally get on the field with these guys and, and get out and compete and get through, uh, get through a season and see where we end up. So out in Arizona, you probably won't have to see Carlos Carrasco a whole lot more uh, over the next few years. But on the flip side, is there an ace or a dominant reliever out there that you actually do happen to hit really well, where you're just like, wow, I'm actually seeing this really, really well? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, some guys, I mean, I, I think that's kind of a day-to-day -day thing. I mean, there's not really uh, too many guys out there that it's like, uh, I'm – I, I'm going to go out and get this guy every day. I mean, there's, there's times when I'm feeling really good and I, I match up with somebody and he's got my number that day, you know? And so other, other days I, I, you know, I get a couple pitches to hit and put really good swings on. So uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of, that's kind of the game, you know? So not, there's, there's not a guy that, you know, I'm going to put, put on, <laughs> put out there that, you know, that I own or anything. I mean, I'm going to go out and compete and they're going to do the same and, Sometimes they'll get me, sometimes I'll get them. And from a fan's perspective, I'd say the outfield is a pretty vulnerable spot to be heckled. Not to say I partake in any of this, but, but uh, uh, is there one stadium where you go to uh, to play on the road and you think to yourself, oh, I have to deal with these fans again? Yeah, Toronto, man. Toronto, <laughs> one of the toughest in the league. They, uh, it feels like they're out, like – 
the people behind you are like right on top of you and you could hear everything they're saying, especially the years that they, they had, uh, you know, probably, I don't know, what was that? 16, 17, 18, those, those teams that they had in Toronto, really, really good where they were packing that stadium. It was like, man, that, that place was, it was tough. That place was tough to play in the outfield. But I mean, then you got your, the, the other one, like Boston's tough place to play, Chicago's tough place to play, New York, like those big passionate fans, you know, that you, uh, you, you definitely, you definitely can hear them. I mean, those places are all close right on top of you and, and you can hear freaking everything, but uh, Toronto, Toronto is one of the tougher places for sure. All right, Cole, last question. This feels like such a thing of the past now with everything that's going on in the world over the last two months. But the big story in baseball at the beginning of the year was the Astros. Uh, I'm not sure if you're allowed to comment, but uh, is there anything that you have to say about what it's like playing in a division against a team facing these types of cheating uh, scandal accusations? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's unfortunate. It really is for baseball. I mean, I'm not really going to comment too much on it. Um, but that really took over the headlines and just kind of a black eye for the game really, you know, and, um, just kind of sucks. I, I, uh, I wish, I think like a lot of other people, I mean, even the players who have, who have expressed remorse over it, um, you know, just definitely unfortunate, but, you know, we, we, we move on, you know, and I, I mean, if there's any time to move on, you you know it's now. I mean, everybody was talking about about the scandal and what was going to happen and protecting guys from getting hit and things like that. And, uh, now we're we got this situation at hand. We're we're literally worrying about our neighbor's health now. You know, and so it, it kind of puts it in perspective that you know this this happened and um, but we've got some th- we've got bigger problems. You know, and so I think. Uh, I think everything that everybody's been putting out, especially when it comes to the coronavirus, is the 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 power that we have as as a country, as a people, to to unite and come together and and stay and become stronger because of this. I think that's one of the one of the more important uh, headlines in today's game. Like once we get back to baseball, how happy is everybody going to be that we're back to baseball after facing this crisis? Now we're back to baseball. So it makes that the whole Astros thing, I mean, as bad as it was, black eye for the game, um, you know, let, let's look at the real stuff now and get get healthy as a country and, you know, get back out there and, and play play the game that, you know, brings everybody joy and happiness. So I think that's the kind of the better message that we, we could get out of all this and, and kind of move past that and put it behind us. Cole, once again, thanks for hopping on with us today. Uh, We appreciate everything. We wish you luck to whenever this season will start, and congrats again on your new deal. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks, Cole.